Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the from the beautiful, hallowed valley of Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, Mother Teresa. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to blow the top off Mother Teresa. The top that has been blown by many before us. <laughs> she was a bitch. Well, no, well let's get to that. She... <laughs> She is she is a beatified, uh, almost sainted woman. Yeah, and, a, and that and means a bitch. Nothing to me now. <laughs> there was a point in my life where I I may have thought, oh, well, at least a good person. Sure. Right. Sure. Well, Catholic, we're, but at least a a good person. We'll explore that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we will. Uh oh, Frank's grumpy. Everybody, I'm 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 crying bullshit <laughs> on the whole Mother Teresa thing. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, hey, you want to hear about a a, a contest, a, a bet that you could make? Sure. This was this came to us via the Facebooks. Uh, mm. uh, Rachel pointed this one out to us. Mm, okay. Uh, uh, there's a uh, there's a creationist uh, guy. What's his name? Doctor Joseph Mastro Paolo. Mm, uh, that's in, a good last name. I know. He's from, but he's not Italian. He's from, well, I mean, he's, I'm sure he's of Italian descent, but he's from California. Yeah. At, at, okay. At one of them, on their California places. And uh, mm. he has, he is offering a $10,000 challenge to really? anyone who can prove in front of a judge that science contradicts the literal interpretation of the book of Genesis. <laughs> what? He, it does seem like an easy ten grand. <laughs> what? <laughs> he is so convinced that that you cannot contradict scientifically the literal view of the Book of Genesis that he's putting up. Now here's the here's the, the trick. Okay. He he wants to do it in front of a judge. Okay. Uh, but not in front of a like in a courtroom. He wants to do it like mediation style. Oh, okay. In front yeah. of a judge. Okay. okay. And uh, and you have to put up your own ten grand. He puts up his ten grand. You put up your ten grand. Like put it. Winner like... take all. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. I want to. I want to do it just so that I just because all you need to do is point out that the first two books of Genesis contradict each other in terms of like how the creation happened. Yeah. Like the timeline's different. Yeah. Ta-da! I did it. Well, but that's not what he's asking you. Ten thousand dollars, please. He's not asking you to point out the contradictions. No, the but he's saying he says that he wants to prove that science. Uh, con- he wants someone to try and prove that science contradicts the literal interpretation of the Book of Genesis. Huh? Logic is a science. Okay. I win. Ten thousand dollars, please. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it that simple yeah that's your whole you don't even go for the whole i don't go for any of the other stuff i don't go for the flood i don't go after i don't go after <laughs> the ark i don't go i don't go after like the rib right the, i don't i don't even bother with evolution right even though it's all easy arguments to make wow i just do that and then take my 10 grand and walk wow you should do it do yeah it, dan i should do it except that here and here's what here's what rachel pointed out on the facebooks uh-huh um, it, ten thousand dollars may not be worth putting up with these people. Mm, <laughs> it may not be worth yeah, that, like that, like you true. have to sit through a whole bunch of them talking. Yeah, to get that ten thousand, yeah, it just doesn't seem like enough. Mm, yeah, <laughs> we should do it as a fundraiser for the podcast. Actually, that'd be great. We would we'd be well funded at that point. <laughs> yeah. 
$10,000? Actually, that's an interesting thought. <laughs> All right. Who wants to back us? Who wants to put up our side of the ten grand? And then we just keep the winnings. Split the winnings. Well, no, we give them back their ten grand, right. and we keep the ten grand that we earn. Right. So there, but there, are tons of risk. Anywho, we'll they talk trust about us. It they trust us. Yeah. Okay. Consider it a man- matching grant <laughs> that you get back. Come on, somebody out there wants to give us ten thousand dollars to go after this guy. We'll even uh, we'll even put together more of an argument than just the Dan's. Hey, look at this logic problem. Yeah, argument. We'll, sure. we'll we'll throw we'll throw the evolution in there. Absolutely. We'll, throw the, we'll we'll do it all. Yeah. All right. For ten grand. Okay. All right, and you get your ten grand back at the end of it. Sure. Wow. It's, it's a it's no, a good deal. It's a win it's win a win. Good deal. <laughs> all a good deal. Indeed. All right. Um. Well, let's see. I'm trying to figure out where I should go. Um. I think. Well, you've heard about the Pope, the new Pope. There's a new Pope. New Pope. I didn't hear about Pope that. Pope too. How could I have missed that? Pope, Pope. You'd think it would have been in the media somewhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pope Francis. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which, to my mind, is a girl's name. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding all you Francises out there who are boys. Poor poor Pope Francis. <laughs> when, he was a, when he was a young Pope. As... Can we call him Kids... Pope? Pope Kid, Francesca. Children, children popes can be such. <laughs> can so be mean. so mean. They can be so mean. Oh, in the Vatican, and you know that name. In the Vatican schoolyard. Yeah, yeah. Francesca, Francesca. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> um, he, you know, he's getting a lot of attention um, for his, um, his, his, uh, what is it? Humility. His his, mm, his his simpleness. His simpleness. Yeah, that's a better word. His, his uh, humble, his humble, his humble ways. Mm-hmm. Right. The, yeah, that sure. He's lived in simple places. <clears throat> sure. Whatever. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's legit. Yeah. I know. I mean, it, this is something about him that is kind of unimpeachable. In fact, and so his, far. since his arrival to the Vatican as Pope Francis, um, he uh, he has opted to live in the Vatican guest house mm. rather than uh, the papal apartment. See, here's the thing. I'm skeptical about all of this, and I'll tell you why. Mm. First of all, we will discuss in detail in the at the end of this broadcast mm. some reasons why I'm skeptical when someone claims to be all about humility and all about, sure, like, you know, being of small means and all that. Right, right, right. But here's the other problem with this. It's not like the papal mansion it disappears no. when he chooses to live in the guest house. No, I mean, that's it's, true. What is it? I mean, it's just sitting there. Is that what he's doing? He's just letting it, letting the mansion sit there. I think it's it is symbolic. It's it's sure. It's nicely symbolic. In okay, fact. that's fine. Um, and it will still be used for certain ceremonial purposes. Mm. Um, much like. The Vatican is used for a lot of... <laughs> right. Or the, the like, if you if you, you want to just like get critical of of the right. whole thing, I mean, the Vatican and 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 the, the 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 holdings of the Catholic Church do tend to be rather nice, mm. right? Mm. Uh, rather fancy. Um, in fancy. fact, the the his main church, um, what what would it? Saint John in in chains or whatever. Um, mm. I think is the name of it. Saint, in English. Saint Peter ad vincula. No, or is it's, it Saint, it's, Saint it's, John? Um, I mean, Advincula would be the Latin for in chains. 
Right. I that's not what it is. Okay. That's not what it is. Because it's... um. It's uh boy I sounded smart just then. Yeah. <laughs> um no, it's uh Saint Saint John Lateran if oh if, okay if they don't translate it. Anyways. Um but anyways, he um he's the uh that that's his main church and it's super mm. duper fancy and all that. So I mean there, there's but but anyways, like it's the whole thing, you know, there was a story also where uh instead of doing this one particular ceremony this last week at that one church mm. Um, he, um, they did it instead of a, a juvenile detention facility, that kind of stuff. Right. Mm. Um, so anyways, so they're going to be using the, the, the papal apartment because that's where that's the, 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 that balcony that he appears on that overlooks. Sure. Um, not, not the one that's actually part of St. Peter's because there are two different balconies that oh. they use a lot. There's one that's like not, not on the facade of St. Peter's where the... he appeared at his initial, um, when, when it's like, is that the when he says window? Avevum, papum, you know, uh-huh. or papum, whatever it is, um, that's on St. Peter's, right? There's an apartment off to the side that, oh. over, that has a nice balcony that overlooks St. Peter's square. And he appears at that. The Pope has traditionally appeared and waved from there right, sure. a lot. That's actually his, that is le- legitimately his apartment. Okay. And, uh, so he'll still be doing his weekly wave from that mm. <laughs> from the weekly wave the weekly wave from there i tell you there's no worse waste of a a, a good balcony mm. than that yeah because i love a good balcony but it's not like he can go out and just have his coffee no you can't that would be lovely though wouldn't sure that be it would great be really nice that would be just great you He's look out over out the basilica or over the square with a little espresso yeah you, you know? just got your espresso you're looking out over the square it's beautiful yeah, day it's no everybody just screams at you every time yeah. you walk out on your balcony yeah that'd be awful all you can do is wave and then leave yeah it would really just be awful. it's a ruin it's it that is a balcony ruined i bet there's a balcony somewhere in the vatican that he could sit on that would be lovely no he has to, he has to go travel through these the maze of underground tunnels well maybe that's why he opted for this other <laughs> residence is because he really likes a balcony and he obviously can't use that one yeah. and so yeah guest house has a really nice balcony they're they're, they're passing it off as simple living but let's face it, folks. I'm, he likes his espresso in the morning. Yeah, sure. What's <laughs> the best part of waking up? It's yeah. espresso in your cup. <laughs> Anyways, um, there will be bits of the apartment that also get used for some other stuff. Um, there's some meeting spaces. and, and mm. So he will be up there often, but he is choosing to live simply. Mm. You know, he's trying to set an example. And I think that that's great. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I'm fine with that. And, you know, if if he follows through with it, mm-hmm. if he continues, which, there, I, he, I mean, considering how he lived in Argentina, there's no mm-hmm. reason to believe he wouldn't. Sure. But, uh, I, great. You know, right. that's fine. The point that I keep making, though, during with, with all of this positive press about, about him, oh, my God, there's this, there's that, oh, <laughs> we've got a new pope and he's great. I just have to keep, <clears throat> excuse me. I just have to keep reminding myself that he's still Catholic. Yeah, he's still you know, like he, th- and he hasn't done anything yet. Well, that's true. It's a lot of what he hasn't done, <laughs> right? Which that's, just that, that like, seems we, to be the story. We don't, we don't really know how he's going to shape up. You know what I mean? Like in terms of policy, in terms mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. what he's going to say to people. Mm-hmm. We know how he's dressing and where he's living. Yeah. Oh, and who, who whose feet he's kissing? Yeah, yeah, we know that. That's a big thing. That was two, different. Two women and two Muslims. And right. It's been a bunch of 
other hoodlums. Inmates. Yeah, hoodlums from Eastern Europe, reprobates, Northern Africa, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll tell you one thing: if mm. you're if you're going to uh, wash and kiss someone's feet, mm. make sure you do it in that order. Yeah, that's my that's my theory. And I would have some suggestions on the brands of soap to use <laughs> as well. Lysol. <laughs> yeah, because let me tell you, uh, I've spent some time in Southern Europe. The, Those guys. The hygiene is ugh. Ugh. no questionable, folks. They're not good at it. <laughs> They're not good at it. And I'm, I'm going to say that like without any hesitation because we have like no listeners in southern europe well even if we do i mean let's <laughs> let's just take face bath, it people you guys are a little smelly <laughs> you, you you all got used to it and so you don't notice it with each other <laughs> and there was a guy that used to come yeah. into a store that i worked at all the time his name was ramo he was mm. italian oh yeah yeah and uh oh that guy had a smell on him oh yeah that's a, it's a uh, otherwise brand. otherwise he was totally put together oh i'm sure always dressed yeah. very nicely right very italiany oh yeah, yeah. always putting the moves on whatever girl oh, was working with I'm us sure yeah and uh but but boy the bo yeah just just Off cover you know what right guard just learn learn one of our customs <laughs> that in tipping <laughs> what? Yes, that's true. Tip your waiters. Is appreciated. Tip your waiters, you cheap bastards. Well, they don't. They don't know. They don't know. No, yeah. they know. That's the trick: is that they come here and they know, but they resent it, so they won't. I I think for the most part, most people don't know. So, really? I mean, there are really easy customs um, when you're traveling that you just you don't pick up on, and right. you don't know. And surely, if you come from a place where odor is prevalent mm. of all kinds i mean like the whenever like here in salt lake it's a really cold winter day and the the winter fume the, the, the diesel from exhaust and whatnot just exhaust fumes in mm-hmm. general are kind of trapped into the city right we do um, that here it's one of, it's one of the things we it's, do it's lovely um it always kind of reminds me of italy <laughs> right? like just that and if, if you worked in a good like fish market <laughs> oh god maybe some raw sewage it would be exactly like so much of that wonderful beautiful place the pictures the if you've never been to italy it's gorgeous and yeah. the pictures are absolutely accurate it's amazing it is beautiful, beautiful. but the photos don't capture the stench, right? Which you get used to. You do get used to I mean, after I, just a after just a day or two. You're 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 totally used to it. Yeah, it might take a little bit longer than that, but but you know. But if you if you stay there for any length of time, you will get used to it. Yeah. And it, yeah. Anyway, there are, there are a couple of exceptions. I think. <laughs> Memories that still that linger haunt, haunt you. Oh, they linger in my nostrils. <laughs> Well, there you go. All right, so I am going to. I I, I am also going to be in in Europe. I know we have some German listeners, and uh, I'm going to that we do. And I'm going to talk about uh, a German company mm-hmm. called Atheist Shoes. I I'm speechless. Indeed, yeah. really. As a matter of fact, they, they as a matter of fact, the soles of these shoes on, of some of them say "Ich bin Atheist." I don't know. If, is that the German word "Atheist"? Uh, <laughs> anyway, look, look, see those Let's shoes. Ah, ich bin Yeah, yeah. good. Here's the here's the the interesting twist on this. Oh yeah, Americans like these shoes. Oh, there are okay. a lot of us atheists. I considered getting some. They're kind of fun and hip and European. Yeah, 
And uh, and of course they say ich bin atheist on the mm-hmm. bottom. Right. That's kind of exciting and fun. Yeah. Turns out they did an experiment oh. because a bunch of their shoes were getting were getting either d- like wildly delayed or lost in the mail. What? And so they realized that they were taping the boxes with tape that said atheist, 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 atheist. <laughs> right. And people were starting to ask, can you send it without that tape, without the branded tape? Oh. So they did an experiment. They sent hundreds of boxes, uh-huh. half with the branded tape, okay. half with non-branded anything. Yeah. yeah. And they sent them to the same people. 178 packages shipped to 89 people in 49 U.S. states. Oh, wow. They All the packages left Berlin on the same day. Okay. And each person was sent two packages. One sealed with the atheist tape, the second with neutral tape. Wow. Bo- the, so the result is boxes sealed with the atheist tape were 10 times more likely to go missing. Well, because th- people want those products. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all the U.S. because they ship all over the world and, they, <laughs> and all over Europe. They don't have any problems. But the U.S. Postal of Service. Of course. Of course. The U.S. Postal Service. Well, they can still be Christian. We're believers. Yeah, but that's a federal offense. Yeah, but I mean, come on. <laughs> you you know. I mean, Ten on. times more likely. Yeah. What the hell are they doing? Yeah. No. Oh. I found that's that amazing. Amazing. And yeah. and they were they were also wildly more likely to get uh to get hung up. Oh wow. To take much longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. What the hell? We have uh we have one friend who uh who works in the postal service. I'm gonna write him a, a letter. And then write atheist all over the envelope and see if it gets to him. Do it. Yeah. I think that's funny. Yeah. I just I just couldn't you know, it's funny because I have a lot of faith in the US Postal Service. <laughs> Having dealt well, that's I'm good that you have faith in the faith, Postal Service. Right. Well yeah. not because... not religious faith, but I mean I've dealt with Canada Post. I've dealt with the uh the UK's post. Uh-huh. Not tremendously reliable. The U.S. it gets it there. It's usually there right on time. Like yeah. I've never had trouble with the U.S. Uh, postal service. Yeah, that's true. That's I think true. That, I think that they're really reliable. Right. Apparently, unless you're atheist <laughs> and declare it, <laughs> I find that amazing. Uh, that was a, oh, that was also a, a heads up from from somebody on Facebook. Shoot, that's awesome. I lost who that was. Wow. Sorry, well, hang on. I'll find it. You, Did you, you do... do any of your own research this week? Why should I? <laughs> why, why would I want to do that when I've got a crack team of, of, of yeah, people out there? Yeah, your own research team on Facebook. I should start looking at that more often. I, I love it. You guys... Although it was clear which post was for me this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the gayest post of them all. Hey. <laughs> I was just pointing out that that priest is hot. And he is. Yeah. Anyways. If you want to see a hot priest, go on to facebook.com yeah. slash TGI Atheist and you You'll can go see, see a it. hot priest. Oh my God. Legit, yeah. too. This isn't like some priest fantasy bullshit. Right. This is like, this guy's hot. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay. So, so I have a, um, um, I have a letter to the editor to the Salt Lake Tribune. Oh. Um, and the, uh, the headline is, uh, uh, Woman, Know Thy Place. <laughs> um and i just kind of want to read it because there's there's a lot that's in here that's um that i i I feel like i I just can't summarize in a way that's going to really 
do this thin credit. So I'm just going to read it. Okay. Um, so he references at the beginning a um, an article that we talked about, um, how women are this, – this upcoming um, general conference of the LDS Church is going to be the first one um, where women – are allowed to pray mm. and general conference is the big uh twice yearly event yeah a huge event yeah uh, mormons look forward to this twice oh. twice a year it's it's where it's why we have to avoid downtown for two days oh my god 25 maybe thirty thousand mormons converge upon downtown salt lake city and it is just oh i'd say it's more than that well the thing that, holds twenty thousand. you you're right but there's and more then, people that are just on temple square that, that's why i added ten thousand to it yeah Anyhow, so there's a lot. Um, there's there's a ton just hanging out, and there's yeah. Anyways, um, and it's live via satellite mm. all over the world, beamed, beamed everywhere to the world. Yes. Um, and so this is the first one where women will be allowed to pray. Mm. Supposedly, we're anticipating that that's going to be the case. <laughs> um, so he says, I read that article with great disappointment. I may be a male chauvinist piglet to many women, yet the fundamentals of Scripture are unchanging. The Apostle Paul divinely stated in 1 Corinthians, Let your women keep silent in the churches, for it is not permitted unto, unto them to speak. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. Women, or woman, was created for man. This world was made for men to lead households and prayers. Men was, man was created in, men's, in God's image, not in a woman's image. That's true. Mm. I don't look like a woman. That's true. Huh. Yeah. Crazy. God is amazing how <laughs> all that works, you know? Uh, American society has become so politically correct that it has spilled over to theology. Women, as well as children, may sing in church and participate in other ways. Uh-huh. If Brigham Young were alive today, I'm certain he would denounce women overshadowing the proper sphere of men. The sexes have different roles. James A. Marples. Provo, Utah. <laughs> and the Tribune, I'm sure, was like, yes, we will publish that letter. Right. Because <laughs> we're going to get hits on our yeah. website. And boy, did they ever. Yeah. I, that came up on my Facebook feed a couple times. I'm sure it did. Here's, the, here's what's funny about this. What we are experiencing now is an instance of Poe's Law. Mm, yeah. Which, yeah, we've talked about this. It yeah, has but been a long time since yeah. we've talked about this. Poe's Law comes up in these instances. It's It's the assertion that it is literally frequently impossible to tell the difference between satire mm -hmm. and fundamentalism. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, I kind of had the same response where you, 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 you read through it and you're like, no, this is just some smart and funny, you know, right. liberal. And then and you it read could well it. be. It, yeah. But it, I mean, I, it, if it is, it doesn't have that wink. It right. doesn't have that little that little hey that the thing that pulls you in and lets you know that it is. Right. I buy I I buy it. Do you? I I believe that this okay. is for real. Frank Frank's on the side of for real. I'm on the side of of winkless satire or mm. or whatever. Or either way, it doesn't really matter. It, doesn't it matter. makes exactly the same point one yeah. way or the other, and I think it's brilliant. I think what's great about it is that if it's if it's uh satire mm -hmm. the fact that there's no wink means that everybody has to sort of actually address the merits of it yeah i mean you could make the same argument with slavery yeah. you can you can do this with with a lot of stuff but i love that this is where it's going yeah well i mean it is true the bible says these things absolutely how do you argue against that you know and so this guy he may i mean the point is if you believe the bible 
to be the word of God. Right. In as much as it is translated correctly. <laughs> um, then um, then Wait. you have to you have to go you you have to figure out a better explanation for these kind of things. Yeah. You 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 can't just not do it. Mm-mm. You either have to come up with a really good reason, a really well stated, well crafted reason. Right. Or you have to do it. Yeah. And I you know, like what what is your well crafted message here? <laughs> How do you skirt this? Yeah. Well yeah. see, this is the problem with the Bible. It's got a lot of things that we don't believe anymore. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. it's got a whole bunch of shit that like nobody grants their assent to, but yeah. it's still like right there in black and white. Yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> it's almost as if that Bible might not be true. <sighs> the work of men <laughs> ancients what yeah what yeah a bronze age book not being true <laughs> impossible huh. you know i read the epic of gilgamesh mm. and i'm pretty sure it's true yeah well yeah. i mean why would they write it if it's not true yeah yeah or or you know the iliad the iliad an obviously true clearly a true story why are we not following its teachings obviously well Maybe Jesus and and Zeus had a battle, Ooh. and Jesus won. Ooh, yeah! To the victor go the spoils. He gets the he gets to choose which which books are okay. Ancient, ancient text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although observed when he was around. Hmm. Well, I guess the the Old Testament was still pretty ancient to him, even. Oh yeah. So so oh. yeah, that's an ancient text for him. Sure. Yeah. But, absolutely. But I like that this guy's quoting. Not ancient text, but no. rather New Testament. Corinthians. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, obviously, what w- what a charmer, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I bet it's nice. I bet it's awesome to be married to Mr. Marbles. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think he might be single? <laughs> I think he's probably married. I think so, and too. And I think he has a woman who buys into this... Uh, Nah, this this I, this worldview in I, his life. I, I think he's know? a I think he's a sneaky feminist, is what I think. I don't think so. Well, there you I go. Don't, I don't. I absolutely don't think so. I think it's. We need to call him. Get mm. get him on the horn. Yeah. Okay. Call Mr. Marples. You call him. You never do the call. Bro- brother Marples. Brother. Brother, brother Marples. Marples. <laughs> Excuse ha- me, brother ha- Marples. Having been commissioned by God, mm-hmm. we lay our hands upon your head mm. and say, "Hey, be nicer to girls." Yeah. Anywho, but, and you know what? His point about Brigham Young's fair, too, because Brigham Young wasn't tremendously into the women having a voice either. No. Joe Smith was. Yeah. And then Brigham Young rescinded that, just like he did with the uh, the black folks. How did, how did, like, Eliza Snow make it through? Like, because she said some pretty crazy things. She was a pretty independent woman. Yeah. Right? She, she was a... Uh, I don't know. We'd have to ask my mom, really. Huh. My mom would be the one to ask about that stuff. I do know this. I know that the initial, like, here's here's just a really interesting sn- tidbit of, of Mormon history. Okay. Joseph Smith, when he found, when he, he allowed Emma Smith, Emma? Who did, who founded the, the, the Relief Society? I think it was Emma. Maybe. I don't it know. It was either Emma or Eliza. One of the two. I don't know. Okay. Sorry, mom. I'm not remembering everything. Anyway. Uh, when, when, when Joseph Smith, uh, commissioned 
mm. the the relief society, the women's program. Yes. He said, I turn these keys to you. Hmm. Meaning, or at least as my mom reads it, mm-hmm. and as many women, many historians read it, mm-hmm. uh, meaning I give you the keys to the God, to, to the, the priesthood. Mm. This is to be sort of your segment a of priesthood. A lady's priesthood. A lady's priesthood. <laughs> a priestesshood. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, old Brigham didn't like that so much. Mm-mm. So when So when he was talking about it, he said... He changed the wording to, we turn these keys for you. <laughs> like there's a lock. Right. Like, yeah. We, we have the keys to heaven. Uh-huh. And don't worry. We're going to turn them for we'll you. We'll turn them for you. Yeah. And then, you know. That's nice. Sure. That's a nice, lovely image. Well, if you, go, if you, if you notice in the... Uh, Men should open doors for women. <laughs> and if you notice, if you notice in, the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the temple ceremonies... It's mm-hmm. all about men helping women mm-hmm. with getting into the everything. Yeah, that's true. It's not about women doing shit for themselves. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, ladies. We'll help you out. Everything's taken care of. Just, uh, you just sit there and look pretty. Our maybe, Heavenly Father maybe, has a plan. Maybe maybe learn to make a good casserole or two. Yeah, that's we'll, true. We got this. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's true. He says it right here. Mm-hmm. Mr. Marples says the sexes have different roles. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> you know, I wish I wish I could, you know, you know, just uh, cook meals and clean the house. But that would be a nice life. <laughs> right. You know. Sit at home all day. But that's not my role. Not have to go to work. That's not what. Just raise the children. That's not what Heavenly Father designed me for. Well, maybe you. I'm, I'm, no. I think the gay man thing is still unclear. I work. <laughs> I know. I know you do. <laughs> but we don't know if that's the right thing yet. I think, I think jury's still out on what's going on with the gay guys. And I should say I work outside the home. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, get back in your kitchens. Yeah. It's not work. That's not work. That's what I just said, ladies. <laughs> we said Hear it. Hear me now, <laughs> ladies. Hear the words of our mouths. <laughs> this gay man <laughs> is laying down the law. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're having fun with, <laughs> with sexism. Oh, that's fun. That's and fun. <laughs> we have fun. Oh, we have fun. <laughs> Hey, speaking of fun, yeah, I wanted to inform our listeners of an app that's available. Oh, by the way, I, rem- oh. I remembered who uh, who pointed me in the direction of the last uh, oh, thing. Yeah, good. It was Mark. Oh, good. So thanks, Mark. Thank for that. you, Mark. A uh, good friend of the of us, yeah. of yeah. me, even. Really? Yeah, my friend, Mark, wow. who directed my show. Oh, yeah. awesome. Cool. Thanks, Mark. Anywho, um, uh, so I wanted to point you in the direction of an app. That's available mm-hmm. for uh, your iPhone slash Android devices mm, yeah, out there. Yeah. Might prove handy to some of you. Really? Okay. Oh, definitely. Okay. It's called Excommunicate. <laughs> the okay. Guide to Enlightenment. Okay. It really is an app to help you get yourself excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Really? That's legit what it is. You pay 99 cents. <laughs> oh, no. You uh, you fill in some stuff. You choose which canonic law oh. you're you're doing this under. Okay, uh, and then you uh, yeah you fill out your name and your your info, 
So does it have like a GPS locator so it can like point you to the thing? <laughs> it, so it's like I don't know if it has that, but it, but you do have to fill in like where you were baptized, and like oh. put that in. Okay, and then it uh and then you just I think you just click send. Oh, okay. So it's not pointing you to a source of one of the seven deadly sins or something like that. No. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It's it was just kind of some kind of brothel nearby. App. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's more some, about a a really good bakery to go. I think it's more. It's, gluttony, it's yeah. more about uh, being an apostate from the faith, a heretic, mm. or a schism- schismatic. Oh, yeah. Or or a person who a procure- schismatic is that really a yeah a, a thing schismatic? A, is it? <laughs> I think th- this is all Latin. Father, there's a call from the schismatic. <laughs> would you like would you like me to put him on hold? Oh, I guess this must be Latin. A schismatic incurs a latte. What? <laughs> Sounds like I'm just yeah, mad living. Is that a beverage you can get at Starbucks? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, you go up and you incur a latte from them. <laughs> if you're a schismatic. Right. I'm a schismatic. I'd like to incur a latte, <laughs> a dirty chai. Uh, so, yeah. That's anyway. So silly. Well, an app. Okay. Yeah. Any sense of like, are, are they doing well? Uh, I don't have a sense of that. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the uh, mm. the iTunes and just mm-hmm. see how see what we're looking at. Excommunicate. Mm. Right. Okay. Anyway, I just yeah, I found it and it it. I th- I think that's great. Ninety nine yeah. cents will get you out. All right, cool. That's great. They should do one for the Mormon Church. <laughs> they should. I, I'm Mormon no I'm, more or whatever. I'm sure that they. That. We should be able to. Uh, to uh, they we should get them to expand. Mm. Is what we should do. Yeah. It, Off- it, has, it has not been other... rated at all yet. It has two customer reviews. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this really worked. All diet- it's amazing. I'm no longer Catholic. <laughs> One of them says this app won't work in many places, and it says all dioceses are not available in the selector. Oh, I need the Eau Claire, Wisconsin diocese. <laughs> Where's Eau Claire? <laughs> Yeah, that's the complaint of the other one too. The list of dioceses is, is incomplete. North America, in particular, oh, this wow. makes the form impossible to to accurately fill out and submit. Mm. Oh, mm. the other thing you could do is just look at the screenshots, figure out that oh, all it's doing is writing your letter for you. Yeah, and then write your damn letter. Yeah, and save mail, yourself ninety nine cents. Mail it to your diocese or yeah. something. Yeah. Does it? Does it at least? Send the letter for you. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say postage. I'm going to say yes. I'm right. going to say. All right. Uh, hey, you know, maybe your English isn't very good. Yeah, and you, you just need to get out. It helps you to qualify for excommunication. You know, here's the, here's the <laughs> other thing. I here's what I say. Okay. Excommunication is great and all, but you can resign from you a church. Resign. Just you should fucking resign. resign. Yeah. Don't try to get yourself excommunicated. Yeah. Now, now I'm off this. Now suddenly I'm 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 anti you're, this app. Yeah, I was all excited. Apparently about you're it. angry as well. Just resign. Yeah, just send them a letter that says don't, I resign from from your church, and I don't give a shit what you think about it. Right. Do not give them the authority. Right. If over you, you. If you say I'm, you're you're grant, they they don't have any authority over you. No. You are the one who grants them authority. Right. right. So you write them a letter. You say I. Don't believe in your church anymore. Yeah. I resign from your church, and I know my legal rights. Send me right. a letter declaring. I know, do not recognize acknowledging canonic this. law, right? But I do recognize 
the law of these United States. Right. Exactly. This so. may this may not work in other countries. Yeah. That's my. All right, we don't know <laughs> what only we don't know what the laws are in any other countries. So <laughs> you're gonna have to do your own research. Right. Australia. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Australia. <laughs> it's pretty similar. I'm sure. It I is. bet it's similar. Look into it. You know. I'm sure it is. Anywho, but it is cute that there's a that there's an app. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> all right. Well, I have a story that comes to us um, from Bhutan. Oh, the 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 small Asian country of Bhutan. The very small Asian. Seven hundred thousand people live in Bhutan. Mm. It and it has the also the distinction of being the only uh, country in the world with Buddhism as its official religion. The only one, really. The only one that has it as its official mm. religion. Um, and it's home of like just crazy amounts of of um, monastic schools mm. and just monasteries in general. Sure. And, like people like apparently there's um, 388 monastic schools in Bhutan. Oh. With uh, se- over 7,200 monks and over f- uh, 5,100 nuns. Huh. Crazy. And that, yeah. In it, for a country that doesn't even have a million people in it. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, well, apparently, um, the uh, health officials in uh, in Bhutan are uh, now making uh, condoms available at all monastic schools what? in order to yes the and and these are monks these are people who have taken vows of celibacy. <laughs> However, um, there is something of an epidemic. Of uh, HIV and oh, other no. and other STIs no. um, oh. in uh, in these in these monasteries. Oh, um, come on, you guys! Yeah, yeah. Um, they um, so they're 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 trying to curb the the spread mm. of, of, of these of these um, diseases. And uh, yeah, apparently, I thought this was a, an unnecessary um, detail. Also, considering. Anyways, the detail is, um, I, I guess, well, okay, let me back up slightly. Um, I guess the first signs that there was some um, um, risky behavior, I guess, uh, among um, um, among the, the monks the Buddhist uh, first appeared back in uh, 2009. Yeah. Uh, when a report on risks and vulnerabilities of adolescents revealed that monks were engaging in thigh sex <laughs> oh my uh, god and then in parentheses it says in which a man uses another man's clenched thighs for intercourse nice yeah right it's hot Ooh, yeah um because then it's not gay then it's a it's not gay <laughs> but b how are they getting hiv <laughs> <laughs> well obviously not from that exactly I, I think it's from exactly uh, it's from the other things but the story doesn't ex- I'm, a, I'm shocked that this that this thigh sex thing hasn't hit byu yet oh i'm sure it has they've got well but it had it doesn't it it hasn't really hit until it's got a cute nickname yeah that's like true. floating yeah that's true i hmm. i think that's the next thing for byu i think we need to start spreading that around <laughs> i mean as you point out thigh sex pretty safe sex it's safe sex it's pretty yeah, yeah. it's safe it's nobody's getting penetrated exactly. so yeah. you know just got a little you just get a rag and wipe up after and everything's yeah. fine 
lady's not going to get pregnant Mm-mm. if there's a lady involved. Right, no. And Although, as someone from Provo once pointed out, <laughs> she's not going to get pregnant anyway if she keeps her shirt on. A friend, <laughs> a friend of mine knew what? a person who believed that oh. in Provo. Anyway. Well, you know, <laughs> statistically, <laughs> she might have a point. No. Nope, she doesn't <laughs> at all. Did you know that the Bhutanese invaded and occupied the kingdom of Kuch Bihar? Oh, Kuch Bihar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just sort of looking at Bhutan. Lovely, lovely place. Well, you know, anyone who invades a country with Kuch, Kuch Bihar, yeah. we can tell that they're going to have trouble keeping their vow, vow of celibacy. <laughs> they're, they're really into invading Kuch. Oh, Daniel. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, isn't that crazy? Well, I, I, mean, I mean, okay. I think it's crazy to think that a vow of celibacy is going to work. Right. I mean, I think I think judging just by the number of like Mormon missionaries that I know who had sex on their mission. Yeah, that's true. That's that, true. And that's an intense time. That's like a time when you don't do anything bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, you also have somebody with you twenty four seven who's supposed to be guarding you. Yeah, making sure, keeping you. You're supposed to be keeping each other out of trouble. Yeah. I'm not even sure how that works, but yeah, they, they work. pull it off. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but anyways, this the article also ends up leading to a place that I think is really, really interesting. Oh? Because, you know, you, you look at a Buddhist monk and you figure, here's somebody who's like dedicated their life to seeking out peace. Mm. And um, the, the, I, mean, what, I mean, what they're really looking for is enlightenment, right? Oh, sure. And... And so they they spend all this time meditating and all this like spending all this energy and spending all this the the their their <laughs> all of their life mm. um, in this pursuit. And I think there's kind of this this sense or this idea that it it must be a, a healthy life, mm. right? That there must be. I mean, you know, it's they're 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 secluded off. They're up in these mountains and lots of fresh air, and it must must be, you know, they're better than we are. Somehow, they must be a little bit better than us, right? or, a, or a lot better than we are. Yeah. Um, apparently, um, there's been a, a serious need um, 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 be, for for psychiatric help. Oh. Um, because it's not uncommon for monks and nuns, um, younger ones. Um, to visit psychiatrists, even senior monks now uh, show symptoms of severe stress, um, <laughs> especially when they are undergoing long periods of meditation. Oh, um, wow! So long period periods of intense meditation are are so are stressful, stressful that, yeah. that, that they need help. That they actually need psychiatric help to get through it. Wow! Um, also, about seventy to eighty percent of uh, the older uh, monks are obese, mm. hypertensive. Uh, so. Uh, High blood pressure, mm-hmm. and uh, they also suffer from uh, a lot of from backache because ah. their sitting posture uh, when they're meditating, uh, and because they have such a sedentary lifestyle. <laughs> so, whatever sense that you had prior to this, because I had a sense. I, oh, we romanticize the hell out of these I know. people. Yeah, that they, that they're somehow like living this elevated. Yeah, you know, life and we you know they're still just morons like we are. They're morons. Well, they're okay. Sure, they're morons like we are, and um, maybe I mean, maybe. boy, some of these would probably do better with a desk job. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not the, next, the most healthy thing to do. Next time you're sitting in your cubicle 
and you're <laughs> or your office somewhere and you're and you're like oh i'm getting this the spare tire and everything just 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 know that monks in bhutan are also feeling the exact same way yeah exactly not only are they feeling bad they've got stds that they're not supposed to have and stuff yeah so you you probably have one up on them <laughs> oh, i'm feeling all fat i hate this job i wish i was a monk living in in asia <laughs> I, there's actually, some that's never a thought i've ever had no no it's never crossed my it's, mind. it's funny because we romanticize the hell out of the life and then none of us really wants to do it oh dear god no it was, it's just like oh god yeah it's like okay. oh wow they must have the most amazing lives i would never want that yeah I'd have a hard time spending the weekend in a cabin alone. <laughs> so I can't imagine a life just like, you know. Yeah. Anywho. Well, there you go. Yeah. Bhutanese. Yeah. Giving them the get your Get your act together, guys. <laughs> Will you please? We're trying to romanticize you people yeah. out here. And you're, you're not helping. You're ruining it for all you of know, us. You know, being, being fat yeah. and uh, it, it, it's not helping. No, we 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 want live, mm. you know, healthy monks. Yeah, except that the problem that is that what leads to the litheness in a lot of them is that they're underfed. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I kind of want to stay, you know, fed. Yeah, and yeah no, healthy. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, but um, I guess the, uh, the 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 volleyball courts and badminton rackets that are common <laughs> that some of these haven't really been working. Oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Bhutan ball isn't isn't playing out the way they wanted it to. No, no. Uh, anyways, all right. Well, Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist is a great way to follow what we're up to. Indeed, or you can go to uh, you can go you can email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. or you can leave us a voicemail at four two four six 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 eight four four two. Indeed, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, this is, uh, we're going to listen to some Bill O'Reilly. We're going to mix it up a little bit. A little Bill O. Um, because we've been listening to a lot of that other guy for a while. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so let's, uh, let's just have a listen. Segment tonight, the Supreme Court begins to hear the gay marriage argument. In France, perhaps as many as one million people are demonstrating against gay marriage. The protest so intense, police had to use tear gas. In Washington, however, it's a different story. There were also protests both in favor and against gay marriage, but the issue here, not nearly as volatile as it is in France. In fact, the latest polling shows the majority of Americans now favor gay marriage. With us, attorney and Fox News anchor Megyn Kelly. I mean, I think the country's views on this issue are changing. They're changing But why are they changing? Well, because I think that the same-sex marriage advocates have done a credible job of getting out there and making their case. I mean, for years, those who oppose gay marriage take the religion piece out of it for this, because there's no arguing that. I mean, the, the, the Christian religion teaches what it teaches. The Bible says what it says, I mean, about marriage and, and, but and woman. But our policy but shouldn't good, be made by I that. I know, so take that out of it. Right. So what I'm saying is that when you ask, for example, I had an interview with, with Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council. What is it about calling marriage, calling a gay union marriage that offends you? How does it hurt a traditional or right. heterosexual marriage? And I, I didn't hear anything articulated that was particularly persuasive. What people go back to... And I to, agree with you 100%. Right. 100%. And I hate to say this to Kelly. And next week I, I, I got <laughs> something to Kelly that she's not going to like. Oh. I agree with you 100%. Wow, okay. The compelling argument is on the side of homosexuals. Mm -hmm. That's where the compelling argument is. We're Americans. We just want to be treated like everybody else. 
That is a compelling argument. And to deny that, you've got to have a very strong argument on the other side. And the, argument and the, the other, other side, side hasn't been able to do anything their, but thump the Bible. Their best argument thus far has been, well, marriage is an institution that for 2,000 years has been about a man and a woman creating that's a, babies. That's and right. Procreation. The procreation today, is a strong... But look how society has changed. I mean, people, they talk today about, uh, would we be okay passing a law saying people over 55 can't get married because they're not likely to right, have babies. Knock the music off for a minute. I, I got one more thing. I, I support civil unions. I always have. Mm -hmm. All right, and uh, the gay marriage thing, I don't feel that strongly about it one way or the other. But then you I think leave it to the states. I think the states should do it. I think right. the Supreme Court is going to come New, down New on York the side of letting the democratic process right. play New York, out. In the I states. live in New York. New York has us fine with it. Mm -hmm. All right, I want all Americans to be happy. I do. All right, now real quick, the Defense of Marriage Act is the Supreme Court going to rule it unconstitutional? Uh, I think it's in bigger trouble than that California uh, you, you really thing is think today. They might? I think they might, but again, again, I don't. That's if they not, do, then everything blows no, up. No, 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 it doesn't. That again will be a small ball ruling. It'll just yeah. say that the, that the feds can't do what they did. It still will leave it to the states. The states, the it's feds not can't be impose the any definition of marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, All right. right. Megan Kelly, everybody. Wow, he I, just wants all Americans to be happy. I think that's the big headline here. <laughs> None of us knew before that Bill O'Reilly apparently wants people to be happy. Yeah. I, and I've never gotten that sense from him ever. That's the 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 how he bases all like, like that's where his opinions come from. Is, I, I love like, I, like that 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 there's so much about this clip that point? astounds I mean, me. There's yeah. so much about the clip this clip that astounds me including how how dismissive and 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 uh not dismissive what's the word i'm looking for he talks down to megan kelly this, this mm. is the anchor from his own network yeah she, i mean we're talking same team here right and he keeps calling her kelly yeah he keeps like i mean how how maybe that's what he calls her around the office hey kelly well, yeah but i mean it's clearly like not she's, nice like she's one of the it's, one of the guys yeah i don't know it feels it feels pretty uh demeaning I, I don't know i have no clue but the other the other thing is okay i guess we do have to acknowledge did bill o'reilly just say he's he's fine with gay marriage i think so i think that's what bill o'reilly yeah. just said yeah what yeah what i mean he, he definitely puts it under this whole like civil unions thing <laughs> but then he's like but i think the state should do it and i think it's great leave it to the states well i think it's <laughs> great <laughs> i've always thought it's fine it's yeah perfectly acceptable yeah what's amazing to me is that he does he is slippery about it yeah like well, you know, the the homosexuals make the more compelling argument. He's yeah. not like they're right. Right. And he doesn't say that and he says and he says and the other side, all they can do is thump the Bible, they don't make a compelling argument. Yeah. I think he's waiting for that compelling argument to come out. <laughs> I think he's sitting around like, You guys, yeah, help me out here. I need a compelling argument not to believe in gay marriage. I I I can't come up with I one. got nothing. We got nothing here. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Anyway. Well, this actually um, links in really nice to a, um, a message that was sent to us, or maybe it was a post on our Facebook page mm. um, from Elliot, um, and he just says um, that he he would appreciate hearing um, our take on the intersection between religion and the multiple same-sex cases before SCOTUS, the yeah. Supreme Court of the United States. Um, I just keep thinking, if religion was taken entirely out of the equation— would we even be having this debate at all? Well, I think that's a fabulous question. And yeah. I'm also going to bring Tom into this. An okay. email that Tom sent us. Tom w wrote us uh, to to point out that uh, about uh, Senator Portman. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rob Portman, uh, who who is a, the only Republican senator to have come out vo vocally for 
uh, gay marriage. Right, exactly. Um, his son him, came out to him. His son came out to him a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and he's finally like realized that he gets to either have his son <laughs> or he'll hold on to the Christian line about gay right. marriage. Right. So, uh, so yeah, we got we got some shifting tides here. Yeah, we in, do in the United States. We we do for new sure. polls showing fifty eight percent. Of mm-hmm. Americans supporting gay marriage? Yeah, that's true. 58 up from 52 just a, probably about a year ago. That's amazing. I mean, it, it is it is really amazing, and we're seeing the tide. And moving. among young people, it's like... It's like eight, it's over like 80. Over 80%. Or, even approaching 90, I think. Yeah. Like, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And by young, you mean under 25, right? Sure. Under, maybe under 30. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I am honestly have no idea what I mean by young people. <laughs> well, I would think that they're probably... <laughs> They, it's probably the millennials. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly. That's because who's they, cause, young right now. Because they all know. Because now, the you know the generation immediately after ours had no problem coming out. Yeah, no. They're all just out. So everybody has a gay friend. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. Our generation sort of we the gay the gays still had to hide in high school. That stuff. That is true. So yeah, as you might be able to attest to. Having been a gay man in Oklahoma. Yes, nobody ever saw me. I was very good. <laughs> I was I was the absolute best. There were lots of little corners and they'd say Ollie dark. Ollie Oxen free and you'd be like, Not this time, motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm gonna stay in my hiding place. <laughs> and my hiding place was the dark room in the journalism. <laughs> I did a lot of lot of developing of photos. It wasn't it wasn't behind the garbage can on the lot, playground. Lots of editing of the school newspaper. That's where I, I just hit. I like the idea of little little Frankie's eyes poking up over like garbage cans <laughs> and desks and then dipping back down. Well, that's not you shouldn't like that. That's a sad image. Not if you're a spy. In my head, you're like a superhero spy I'm a gay, gay spy. Yeah, you're like mm. you, you know. I've got, I've got. When I'm doing that, when I'm looking, at, when I'm, when I'm imagining you peeking up over things, mm-hmm. I've got the Mission Impossible theme mm. in the background. Yeah. So does yeah, that make I, it better? I was, I was sent to find out what all the hicks were up to. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's really, does that make it much nicer? That was an, that was an exciting. Really, really. The Frank's gay. The Frank's gay. Yep. Yeah, there you go. And what's Voag doing this afternoon? <laughs> what's what? Vocational agriculture. Oh, okay. Class? Voag. Yes. We didn't. We didn't have that at my urban high school. Yeah, I doubt it. Anyway, so uh, we we got Portman coming out for the gays. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, that's really the trick, isn't it? It's just you need to find everybody needs to know that they that someone that they love is gay, mm-hmm. and then. It starts to melt. It doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. No, no, no. And what, it, who was the senator who was like, nope. And somebody asked him, hey, if your son was gay, would you be pro? And he was like, nope, I'm not, I don't, I'm not gay. I'm not going to marry anybody who's gay. And he was just like, like, really? That's your response? That's, that's interesting. Yeah, great. Good. Huh. So that's how gay marriage works. It's obligatory? <laughs> it is. Once, it, once it's legal, <laughs> all gay people have, everyone has to get gay married. Yeah. Of course. I feel like everyone needs to be gay married. All marriage will be gay marriage. My wife was gay married for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, in the to sense a, to a gay man. Yeah, in the yeah. sense that she was married to a gay man. Yeah. Anyway, uh which we, is funny. It is funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. She was practicing gay marriage before it was oh. cool. <laughs> um Shit. so I want I, we got a lot I I want to go through a bunch of correspondence. Okay. 
because well, let's power because here's it. the thing. I feel really bad. There's several that because of whatever we were doing on certain weeks, they mm-hmm. fell through the cracks. Um, and so I apologize to all of you. I may not get to everybody's thing. And if yeah. if you fell through our cracks, feel free to resend a thing, right? Or uh, or or just know that that we love you anyway. And I promise we're we're developing some kind of we, yeah, system. We, to keep track of these we things. We really could use an intern. <laughs> we really could, because neither of us are great with this sort of thing. But, but we're working on it. We're yeah. working on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, And the, th- the other thing is that we're getting a lot more correspondence we're than we used to. We're getting a lot to. more. And so, so that's why, yeah. I'm, you know, we're, Cause, we're cause, trying to figure out a way to manage this so that... Because we're so damn popular. I know. We're yeah. so cool. I know. That's anyway. crazy. Um, uh, so Chris, a while back, sent us an email that said uh, he... Uh, well, apparently he had sent us another email, and he thanked us for that, for reading his on the air. Um, and he uh, he wanted to point out um, – mm-hmm. I, th- I thought this was cute. He just – I'm going to skip a couple things. But he said – he wanted to inform us that he's no longer a PK. Does that, oh. does that mean anything to you? Um, I've read the email, so – It's a pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. His dad retired, and now he feels more free – his dad was a pastor, mm-hmm. and now he feels more free to be an open atheist. That's interesting. And you know, this is I, I brought this up. We'll tie this into the voicemail that we're about to play, mm-hmm. uh, because it's about how your atheism mm. seems to affect other people. Mm-hmm. There's this sense that, like, you know, if I've and you know, I, I've I've heard other people in my life, exp- you know, say, "I'd love to be more out and open." Mm. But it reflects on X mm. when I say this. And, you know, this kid clearly, you know, when Chris's dad was a pastor, mm-hmm. he was worried that his dad's job would be negatively impacted See, by having a son with that's an open atheist. That's very much unlike most of the pastor's kids that I knew. Oh, really? Oh, they were the... They were, they, were, the they were the crazy ones. <laughs> they were the ones who were always like in, well, they weren't in open rebellion. Mm. And that's the thing. They kind of, and this was when they were teenagers. Right, well. of course. But, you know, they were the ones who were uh, smoking. Oh, yeah. Doing all the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the only boy that could ever teach me was the son of a preacher man. Absolutely. There's a reason that song resonates. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that uh, I think that's something. Let's uh, let's let that tie into our our voicemail. All right, let's hear it. Hi Frank and Dan, my name is Allie. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I was listening to the latest episode with Chelsea's coming out story, and I thought you'd let you in on mine. Coming out as an atheist was hard enough, but what would you guys recommend to those of us who were outed without our consent? Uh, wish you'd been there a few years ago when this happened to me. At the time that I began to accept my atheism, my father had been dealing with Parkinson's disease for about a year. Things were starting to get bad for him, and my mom had only recently received a diagnosis of breast cancer and had begun chemo. I was posting a few things here and there on my Facebook wall that were pro-gay and pro-choice, and a relative of mine who's one of those crazy conservative nuts from back from Alabama started commenting and emailing me telling me how the gays, atheists, Jews, baby killers are all bound to turn a hellfire. You get the picture. We argued about it, and I tried to keep calm, but he told me that I needed to be stopped and went behind my back and told my mother and father about it and told them that I was going to hell. Now, I had decided not to tell my parents that I didn't believe in their God while they were both dealing with terminal illnesses, and I thought that that was being kind. But by telling them, my uncle sent us into a spiral of argument and anger and denial and unnecessary pain that we're only now, three years later, beginning to crawl out of. I've ceased contact with my uncle and his family and so have my parents, as far as I know. My parents were never fundamentalists, but they do love their faith and it's a great deal, and, and knowing that I reject it still causes them pain. So, guys, 
Any advice for those of us who get ratted out? Thanks a bunch. Well, that's tough. It is very tough. Um, it, because this is a sensitive issue. You know, yeah. it was like what what Paige said last week. Right. You know, uh, he was so smart about it. And it's just, this is something that you want to be a little strategic yeah. about how you get your message out. Exactly. And about, and about how, in, in what order you tell people and right. how you tell people. Yeah. So now she's only in damage control. Yeah. Because the, 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 the word got out before she could. I think, you know, and, and I certainly wouldn't. I don't feel qualified to advise you very much on this, but mm-hmm. I do. I I do want to say, you know, the, a few things jump to my mind. A, I, I I think it's reasonable to confront gently the uncle that did this, mm-hmm. and just say, you know what, this has impacted our lives, and this is how, mm-hmm. and I want you to know that that you've hurt people by mm-hmm. by doing what you've done. Yeah, and I think that that's reasonable. Don't do it as a as an accusatory thing, but just say, look, I want you to know that y- your actions have hurt us and have hurt my family. Right. Uh, and and well, that may especially but, if there was ever any close ties with like real close ties with his uncle, right? Where, where the relationship might actually be missed at this point, right? So so that you, you can know? start I mean, to say, now I want to heal this with you. It sounds like he's been jettisoned away, right? And his family, and I don't know, like I I, I mean, it yeah, it depends on what your goal is. I, again, if your yeah. goal is to just lash out at him, I, that you're not going to do anybody any favors by right. doing that. It might make you feel a little better. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. In terms know. of your folks, you know, again, this is just, as Paige said last week, this is a multi-conversation mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. You have to just keep being honest, keep being open. Really, the best thing you can do is just share your feelings with your mm-hmm. parents and tell them how how it feels to be in your situation mm-hmm. tell them how you know their reaction to your situation has feel has felt for you mm-hmm. and be sensitive to their situation yeah their situation really sucks too this is hard for them yeah i mean you know this, this is one of those things where we as atheists need to be strong people yeah it's a tough situation to be in we're not well well accepted in society yet we need to learn to be strong mm-hmm. and be loving Mm. I mean, and being loving it t- requires that kind of strength mm-hmm. in these situations. I don't know. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, it's it's just an incredibly difficult situation, and I, I, I actually don't know that I have any really good advice. You know, I think that, um, I, I, my, I think my my main advice would be to to start working on letting it go. Right. Um. I, I think that um that obviously I mean I'm sure her parents are strong people. Mm. They can they can handle this. Yeah. And and I don't think that she needs to feel too much responsibility for I mean she she has very little responsibility here. Correct. As she, far as like as far as it w- it was her uncle who caused the pain mm-hmm. and if she if she is like just being honest with, with herself you know like the 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 truth i i don't know the the truth shouldn't be causing as much pain as it is well and i know that probably sounds a little bit trite well i mean you can't shoulds don't really play out in reality no i know i know no i know that but i'm saying that like but not, but the best she that she can do she doesn't now, need to feel she doesn't bad. need to feel bad about being atheist, right? Right? Correct. And and that now that her parents know it's it is causing pain, and that's that's 
an undesired thing, especially because they have other things going on in their lives, that the, the, yeah. she didn't want to complicate the, the matter. But but her parents are going to be okay in that regard. Right. Right. I think I, in, you know, in my mind, and maybe I, right. I don't know. Here's another lesson that we can take from this story. Maybe maybe it's because I feel no responsibility about how my parents feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I well, you have to distance yourself from that at some point yeah. because you're because allowed my, because your job isn't to believe what they tell you to believe. No. Your job and, is to be you. And here's my situation, and and maybe it is the reason why I'm kind of having a hard time with this is because it hasn't gone well with my parents, mm -hmm. you know, right. um, neither coming out, neither of my comings out went well. Right. Right. Or have gone well for over a decade. Right. And so for me, I just, am, I kind of have this fuck it attitude of like, well, they get to choose now. Mm. Right. And they're, they're, they're approaching elderly, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and, and I'm, and I really don't have a lot of sympathy for how they, for how they feel. Right. They've they've made their bed and now they're sleeping in it. Yeah. So my my situation's totally different. And so Ali, you shouldn't listen to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's all valid. These are all valid yeah. points of, of view. Part. These are all part of the mosaic that makes mm -hmm. up the experience of being an atheist. Right. The other thing that I wanted to say is that one of the lessons that we can learn from this story, mm -hmm. uh, it's it may be a little too late for Allie, mm -hmm. but uh, we, this is another good reason to come out early mm. and on your own terms. Yeah. Because there are people out there who will do shit like this, who yeah. will come, who will, who will see that, you know, who will get some information mm -hmm. and will try and... And you know, and whatever in their backward his intentions way. were, right? That's, and his that's intentions weird, may have been trying the... to help, right. In some weird way, right? Exactly. But uh, but whatever his their intentions are, mm -hmm. the shit will hit the fan. Yeah. And you can you can either let that happen in some crazy way, mm -hmm. some accidental way. There is something someone that I, you know yeah. y your grandmother might be accidentally looking around on your computer and see that mm -hmm. you listen to a podcast called "Thank God I'm Atheist" and suddenly. You know, and that is and, a tech savvy grandma. It right is there. tech but, savvy grandma. You got to watch out for her. But there's one thing that I learned watching The West Wing. <laughs> okay, which is the the best thing to do. The the, the you don't want to be in damage control mode. Mm -mm. You want to be in front of the story. Yeah, that's right? true. You want you want to get the, the 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 bad news, the bad information, whatever it is, that story that's going to hurt you somehow, out in front. And you want to control the message. Yeah, that's true. No, that's really true. And it's true. I mean, it's, that's just... it's, it's, it's goofy that we're taking life lessons from <laughs> political TV shows. <laughs> but it is true. It's a lot CJ easier. CJ Craig was good at her job. She was. That's she what was. I was Just go watch some Alice and Janney and you'll, you'll, yeah. know, you'll know what to do. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that. I'm going to do a couple more emails and then, and then we're going we're gonna to launch into our thing. Um, okay. Uh, oh, Christine sent us a thing a, a little while back about um, a, a group called Feminist Mormon Housewives mm -hmm. uh, who posted a story about um, about a, a Mormon woman who was uh, was disciplined for uh, breastfeeding in church. Right. Yeah. I and uh, and and yeah, we read we read about that. And uh -huh. I was going to use it as a story, and then I forgot, and it, we don't have cross referenced. Wow. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Thanks. You kind of dropped the ball there. But you got that email too, Frank. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you said you were going to do it. So. Anyway, uh, but it is interesting. Um, if, 
thank you for pointing that out to us. It is it's fascinating that the Mormons are getting really upset about breastfeeding. Yeah. It's real it's kind of sick. It's disgusting. I I hate breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think women no. No, I, I think it's, it's a I natural it's, thing. It's it's the natural and thing. And the way that I mean I've never witnessed I have to say I don't think I've ever seen a woman in this country just plop out her breast in public and latch a kid onto it. I have. You have? Mm-hmm. Happened at the Ikea a little while ago. Oh, it was well, that's, interesting. that's fascinating. Um, mostly what you see, and what I'm sure this woman did in church, was she used the little blanket method. Mm. She has a little blanket. Everything happens underneath the blanket. Mm-hmm. And everything's fine. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. It's... it's even if she brings out her breast, who the hell cares? Well, there are children there, <laughs> right? Because kids can't. I think no. I think literally the concern was for the ironic priesthood. Is that what it was? The teenage boys. Was it while the priesthood or while the sacrament was being passed around? Uh, again, who the hell cares? <laughs> They're like, oh. I mean, yeah. I I guess I can sympathize. You know, oh. yeah, as a young boy. If I had seen a breast, even in the act of breastfeeding, which is not a sexual thing at all, yeah. I probably would have been like, <laughs> yeah. but that takes nothing for a teenage boy to feel that way. Correct. A slight breeze. Yeah, exactly. Someone, you know, some woman tips her glasses down in a certain way. It doesn't matter what <laughs> happened. A teenage boy is going to get horny about it. It's just goofy. But... I, I mean, I think this is just, it's just the immaturity of the men of the Mormon church. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's, yeah, that's what that's about. Yeah. Thanks, and, Mormon men. Yeah. Way to make us all look stupid. Mm. Uh, oh, and Christine is also a subscriber. Oh, now. thank you, Christine. Yeah. So that was lovely. Um, oh, gosh. Okay. You can go. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm trying to, uh, oh, there was a nice thing from Jason, but we can't really. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to get to more of these. So so many. Somebody asked us uh, what we. How, oh, sorry, Elizabeth asked us how we feel about quasi religions, mm. like Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster or the, the Star Wars religion, yeah. which is apparently like now trying to be a real thing. Oh really? File, oh yeah, they wow. they're real. I think in Scotland, and they're filing for for their their status here in the U.S. Oh, good for them. They're marrying people and stuff. That's I don't Nerdy. know. I I think I think Elizabeth. I think that it takes away from the institution, from the hallowed institution <laughs> of religion, and I don't think we can allow that. Yeah, uh, I think it's great. You I, know, whatever. Yeah, Who fun. the hell cares? Go for it. Have yeah. fun. Yeah, we had a, a Chris uh, comment on our on our blog, who said. Um, who's speaking of religions? Uh, said th- we were discussing atheism as a religion. Um. Uh, and he said that he thought, you know, yes, please. If you think of atheism as a religion, great. Then you'll support my view that atheist organizations and the skeptics should have tax-deductible status. Yeah. So he he says, and oh, and also you're not allowed to cr- criticize or discriminate or question my belief system without being a bigot. Right. So, yeah, I mean, maybe if we all get, I mean, atheism is clearly not a religion, but if we get religion status, if they want it so badly to, to, to call oh, so us this, a religion. This is a response. This is a, about people who, are, who, who make the argument that 
atheism is a religion. Right, exactly. Right. And he says, if you want so badly to call me a religion, great. Yeah. I'm not going to pay taxes anymore. Right, 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 right. Thanks a lot. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. He's, he's an Aussie, by the way. That was, that was an Aussie that set us that, oh, hey. Chris. Um, we had, we had uh, I'm really busting through these. We had yeah, Chad, no, good. Um, who grew up in, in uh, upstate New York. And lived his cousins lived a few towns over in Palmyra, New York. Uh-huh. And the, guess what? She, guess what? He got to drive past uh, on a weekly basis. Oh yeah, the Hill Camorra. Oh, what a what a privilege! <laughs> what a pleasure! Yeah, and he says, what a, "What a what a blessed way to grow up." Well, he says he grew up a different flavor of batshit crazy oh. than than we the Mormons. The Hill oh. Camorra is, is is where Joseph Smith found the golden plates. This is true. Uh, yeah. In buried in that hill, uh-huh. the golden plates that only three people ever saw, but but they all bore witness to it. Yeah. Um, good for them he said one day he asked his mom what that place was he saw the visitor center and she explained how those deluded mormons worshiped joe smith uh, <laughs> there's even a little statue of him on the peak of the hill so uh, <laughs> which i guess there isn't yeah and he, well, maybe not i don't know uh and uh and they always worked oh so he, he had parents who were emts and they always worked the pageant and oh uh, that they had there in the summertime, and he just really wanted to go, but his parents wouldn't let him. Oh, because it would make the real Jesus cry. Yeah. Well. Oh, Chad. And it would. Yeah. It, I bet it would be kind of fascinating for mm-hmm. a non-Mormon to witness. I mean, it would be baffling. Be like, yeah. What? Am, what am I watching? <laughs> what is this? What are you people doing? What's going on? I. When are the Scientologists, Scientologists going to get their pageants going? The pageants. We need pageants from those guys. Yeah, we do. They're not going to do that. No. Yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, they Zenu. did make Battlefield Earth. Yeah, that's true. Does that count as a Scientologist pageant? Was there actually a Xenu? Was he Xenu? I feel like there was. I feel like it was sort of loosely based on Scientolo- Scientological dogma. Well, it was an L. Ron Hubbard novel, Story. wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Something like that? I don't know. Anyways. Anyway, oh, uh, also, Anne wrote and said uh, she's still loving the show. She has a quick comment in response to a caller from a few shows ago um, who, uh, uh, da, 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 da. oh, it was about, it was it was from last week when, when, when Sam, I think Sam, mm-hmm. called in and said, you know, the, questioned us about people who say, well, wouldn't you? Why don't what's to stop you from going and killing somebody if mm. you're atheist? Mm-hmm. And she said not only did she not feel free to go around killing people, but she became more compassionate when yeah. she became an atheist. That's true. Uh but she now she says she's not sure why this surprised her, but she now feels compelled to reduce suffering wherever she finds it mm. because she knows that this is everybody's only shot. Yeah. At a life. Yeah. Might have, yeah, we got to live this one to the fullest people. Yeah. We have no evidence that there's anything more than what we got right here. Yeah, which is why you should take everything you can in this life. Steal. Yeah. And commit murder. Well, you know. Oh, wait, no, least, don't do that. At don't. least some, you know, really good unethical business practices. <laughs> right. No, as, I, I think Anne's you right. Rape the earth for what you can get. I think Anne's right. Like, the whole point is that, like, when we don't have an afterlife, we want to make it better for yeah. everybody. Yeah. That's kind of the yeah. thing. Great job, Anne. Yeah, thank you, Anne. You're, uh, she says we're a bright spot in her week. Well, you're a bright spot in our week, Anne. Oh, thanks, Anne. Great job. That was nice, Dan. Anyway, so let's get on to... Uh, let's move on to what's going to need to be a fairly brief yeah. segment. Yeah. Well, on, on, on one 
uh, Miss Mother <laughs> Teresa. She, she's not my mother. Mm-mm. You would not want this woman no. as your mother. Here's, here's what brought her up. I mean, we've read about her before and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. what brought it up was that there's a, stu- a new study that came out yeah. uh, by some Canadian researchers, mm-hmm. uh, one from the University of Montreal, one from the University of Ottawa, both mm. lovely towns, mm. uh, in which they, 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 they did a meta study of all of the writings on Mother Teresa. Mm. Uh, their conclusion... She wasn't a saint. Mm, yeah. Uh, she was... Do you want to go into... I mean, you've read Christopher Hitchens' book. Uh, what's it called? <sighs> it's called The Missionary Position. Missionary Position, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like... I don't know what, what details I really want to pull out of, out of it. Other than um, the, the, kind of the point that... I mean, the broad general point that I got from it is that she you know she got a lot of media attention and the mainstream media um generally just you know just lauded praise oh just yeah, layered just praise heaped onto it her. on her yeah um and they um and, and and for all of the good work then how inspirational and he he goes back to the beginning of that myth and kind of where it came from mm. and how there was this BBC filmmaker who went and is this this malcolm mugridge that is who it is and he went and uh with a camera crew and they filmed in calcutta Mm -hmm. at her facility there Mm -hmm. and this was before she was really known right um, outside of certain limited circles in the west and um well anywhere and uh and she um gives them a little tour and shows them around and this and that and one of the things that um that he that, that that happened on this trip that just blew his mind was this story of and Hitchens spends a little time on it um, how they uh, there there was this situation that they had to go into where it was a little on the dark side not a, mm. not an optimal um, setting for filming oh, okay right the, the the film would not pick up these pictures it was sort of inside where you're saying inside the hospital dark in the sense of not light not dark in the sense of evil right exactly yeah there was a lack of light for the film yeah okay Um, which is rough for a filmmaker that is rough for a filmmaker and um apparently along with them in uh in in their kit they had some new film from kodak Mm. and uh they were like well let's just give it a try and so they loaded up and lo and behold, it digs down deep into the into the dark ranges. Does wonderful, looks great, um, and uh, and so the the footage turns out right. Um, and he back in London, watching the the rushes from from their from their trip, um, declares that it is divine light. It's a photographic miracle. It's a photographic <laughs> miracle. We could see this because. Because God wanted us right, to see it, right, right, right. Not I, that Kodak had developed this really awesome new film that, while while the, the camera guy was not familiar with it and hadn't had done no tests with it, right. it just was thrown into the kit, and they were like, "Well, we're not going to get it with with our conventional film, so we might as well just see what it is." They prayed to Saint Eastman yeah. Kodak. It said, "Does well in low light," <laughs> and so they were like, "Okay, well, let's try it out." 
And of so, course, the filmmaker gloms onto this. Way yeah. to go! Way to go on this one, Frank. You yeah. glommed. You've you've glommed onto the the most salient part of the story. <laughs> well, it was really interesting <laughs> to me. Um, well, anyway, so this was part of sort of this this myth about her that right. got out really quick. Yeah. Um, the media um, started calling the DP, the director of photography, on the shoot, right, and started asking him about this divine light. This was within one week of getting back. Right. This, this filmmaker had gone out and it was already spreading the, this tale about how they should not have been able to get this footage and it was divine light. Right. Divine light. <laughs> and uh, and so this this dude is like trying to, to be like, no, it's just some new awesome film from Eastman Kodak. Right. And, um, but anyways. so St. Kodak. I know, right? And uh, so, so anyway, so that was, that sort of got the ball rolling. This mm. film, and it, it, what it does, this, this story highlights sort of the, 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 the worldview of this filmmaker and what he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. He, he believed it. He bought into it. He, 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 he wanted to show Mother Teresa off. And so he made this whole BBC film showing her off and all right. her good work. And, all and he stuff. was a devout Catholic and himself. Devout Catholic and unquestioning about what she was up to. Right. When, in fact, what she was up to... Well, let's just say first, she, her main thing, her gig was homes for the poorest of the poor and mm-hmm. the dying. Yeah, exactly. She uh, she had up to five she had 517 missions. Mm. Uh many of them actually called homes for the dying. Mm-hmm. Uh and then and and in over 100 and in 100 countries mm-hmm. she had these things. Yeah. So it was a pretty broad reach. Right. She she started her own order. Sounds basically. nice. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, except when the stories start to come out from these from these facilities, well, yeah. Where, it, as it turns out, she was into giving play, people a place to die, just not any comfort while they were dying. Well, minimal, yeah. minimal, because <laughs> there there was medicine, there was some painkillers, but they were like, you know, Advil and woefully <laughs> inadequate in, in yeah. number. Like, it, it, what, like people were like dying of of AIDS. There was she had a facility in San Francisco. And so during the, 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 the height of the AIDS epidemic in San Francisco, and tons of people are dying, all these gay men are dying in San Francisco. Right. Um, and they were, you know, going to this thinking that it was like a hospice type setting, right? That there was, right. that there would be care for the pain right. and, 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 and whatnot. Um, like ibuprofen. Right. Like, as, it, like, as it turns out, she was not into helping pain no. she was in what, what what her big deal was she thought there was the beauty in suffering exactly she thought that these people's suffering brought them closer to jesus and why would you want to get in the way of that why would you want to help why would you want to stop suffering if it gets right. you closer to jesus right and that's what she did she facilitated suffering, suffering. she was a suffering facilitator yeah well that's not very nice no i don't like that at all no Especially when she's pulling in millions of dollars that people don't even know where the money went. No, that I mean the the issue it, with Mother Teresa is that like like there there was this one nun who came out of uh, her order and I think kind of just left Catholic Catholicism uh-huh. and yeah and, yeah and, and nunhood uh-huh. um, and she was in um, in uh, New York somewhere mm-hmm. and uh, I think it might have been Brooklyn. Um, and they, they had a nice little facility there um, that 
the, the the building i think this was the the building that the, the story was told about was given to the her mother Teresa's order from like the local diocese or whatever and it had been formerly been um some kind of care facility like a hospital or something right and it was relatively nice and it was comfortable right well one of the first things they did is they went in and they stripped it of all comfort right they they they, they got rid of the beds because in, in a Mother Teresa facility, it doesn't matter if you're in Calcutta or in New York City, you're sleeping on a cot. Right. You're not supposed to be comfortable. Right. You're not supposed to feel... It's a cot. It's like a, like a, like, like a military-style cot that you would have out. Right. Like, this is not a bed. This is not a mattress. Because let's face it, people. Dying of a horrific disease, yeah, that's some suffering. But really, it's not going to get you all the way there. No. We, what we need to do is take away some of the creature comforts. Oh, yeah. To yeah, get absolutely. you there. And so this, this, this facility had a bank account that at one point had like $50 million yeah. in it because the, the donations just kept coming. Yeah. She, she did like the, this constant um, – she, she was constantly in front of the camera. Mm. Right? She, she was always out in front of the media, and the media just loved her and unque- unquestioning love. This tiny her. little Albanian woman. Yeah. And it, and 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 so the the the, the media never questioned her, and right. and they uh, and so people would just send money, in, like she didn't even have to like do legitimate fundraising. The money just flowed in. Yeah, honestly, it's it it's remarkable. The whole story is remarkable. I you probably should read Hitchens' book mm-hmm. if you're curious about this at all. It's this, an incredibly quick read. It's under 100 pages. Right, and 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 in fairness, it's. This is this is not atheist Christopher Hitchens writing. This is journalist Christopher Hitchens exactly. writing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so so I th- and and from my understanding, I didn't read it. You read it, but mm-hmm. from my understanding, pretty good reporting. Oh yeah. Pretty yeah. solid reporting. Yeah. Um, and that's what these that's what these Canadian uh, scholars came to is just the whole the whole thing about Mother Teresa is a myth. Yeah. Everything that we that we associate with her, the fact that she is uh, that her name is literally. The figurative thing that we turn to when we want a, when we want a metaphor for good, yeah. Well, she's good, but she's no Mother Teresa, right? This is what we turn to. This right. is this is this is in the 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 sociological lexicon right. at this point, right? The, it's part of our culture, right? It's bullshit, yeah. So here's the question that my mom wanted to know. Oh, okay. Why are we? Sh- why do we bother shitting on her? Because she's. She deserves it. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. But even <laughs> no, as, okay. but as I these, think the reason, you know, these Canadian the researchers reason... even pointed out, they even signed off with, you know, she inspired a lot of people. And I think that's bullshit because you need to, like, if if it's a house of cards that's just going to come crumbling down, if if this idea of who is inspirational in our lives is so easily dismantled, mm. then then I think it has has the an effect of like, well, who do we even get to believe in? Right. Who do we even get to have as, 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 as the, who do we get to hold up as examples? If, if, if Mother Teresa is so easily dismantled, mm. who is there? And we need inspirational figures. We need truly good people who are inspirational, who, 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 who we can uh, hopefully learn some lessons from. Or at very least, so I we say need it's to know to tear her down because she's not one of those figures and she needs to, 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 to not. Well, I, I, I think and more importantly, hold up a, myth, a lie. Right. I right. think more importantly to me is that I, because I, I don't need my heroes to be perfect. 
I, you can have some flaws. You can be pretty, you, you can have some messed up aspects of your life and I will still love certain things that you've done. Sure. However, but when, when the you good are, that you did needs to actually legitimately be good. Right. When, when we're going to hold, when we as a society are going to hold somebody up as being good, we need to research this shit out yeah. and we need to know that what they're doing isn't actually more harmful mm-hmm. than, than good. Right. Because, Frankly, a lot of these people would have done better to die in the streets yeah. than, and, than sit in her bullshit fucking yeah. clinic getting, getting you know, letting, some, letting her ego mm-hmm. make her feel like she's doing some good by helping you to suffer. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Yeah. I, yeah, it, it, it's disgusting, and we, need to, and we as a society need to be skeptical enough mm-hmm. that we look at... We don't have. We don't need to be cynics, right? But we need to be skeptical enough that we're willing to look at the at our heroes and say, "Are you really, yeah, doing what you need to be doing here?" Well, and I think that and, we, and we, if not, we need to have the balls to call it out. Yeah, because here's the deal: the Catholic Church and a lot of churches actually do provide a lot of good. Absolutely, they they provide a lot of. I mean, Catholic community services does a lot of good. Feeding, feeding uh, homeless people, sure. and you know, Mormons do Mormons do amazing the, things, uh, food pantries and whatnot, and legitimately, actually providing for people who don't have right. You they're, know, they're food not a, they're or, not as into getting people out of poverty, but they will certainly feed the poor. They'll, they'll, they'll definitely s- take care of them. Yeah, right, and that's important. They do great things. They they, they do good things in, in 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 that regard, and so. But what I think we need to make sure of is. When a, when something like the Catholic Church, when an institution like the Catholic Church holds somebody up, that they're actually holding up somebody who deserves the recognition. Yeah, because that person is going to um, is going to sh- help shape our understanding of what good is. Right. Right. Yeah. And if this woman ends up being sainted, which it looks, which by which all accounts she will be, she will be. Um. Then they just sainted somebody who did bad in the world right and 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 they Wouldn't may be actually the first time they may actually be okay with what she did mm. a, lo- a lot of the inst- a lot of the higher-ups of the catholic church and we talked about this at the open with 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 um francis and his sort of fascination with poverty mm-hmm. right which, like like which is this is why this scares I, me I, I i i'm i'm waiting to see what he ends up doing right because if 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 that's actually the higher-ups in the catholic church their understanding of what it means to work with the poor is celebrate their poverty. Right. Right. To hold their poverty up as an example of good living. Right. To, right. to, to, to romanticize their yeah. suffering and their, and, 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 and to, and to be okay with, with not treating their right. pain. Right. Because their pain is of value to them. Right. We, so my, 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 my answer to your mom would be, we need to be clear in this society and, and and in this world of what real good is and who who and, and, we're going to lie and if and if the catholic church wants to be good there's a certain kind of good that they need to be right and and and, and yeah if they're going to lionize people they need to be lionizing people who are actually legitimately good yep and not people who who for whatever sick reasons are are are, are fascinated with poverty you know, and, yeah, and, and suffering. Yeah, it, it, it's it's disgusting. It it really is terrifying how how effectively she was able 
to do all of this. Mm-hmm. She she did a lot of pain. She she inflicted a lot of pain on a lot of people mm-hmm. unnecessarily. Thousands, yeah. millions, maybe yeah. millions, maybe not millions, thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands, hundreds, maybe. maybe I would think. I would. I would think. I would think with five hundred through the years over the years, eh, tens of thousands. We'll say tens, at least. I, it could be more than that. It could be more. Anyway, the the point is, lots and lots of people coming through there. Mm-hmm. I would say, how many how many units did you say? Five hundred and seventeen, something like that. With that many, it doesn't. The math doesn't. It doesn't take very long to get to a hundred thousand. Yeah, a lot. Right. People are and 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 people are shoveling through these places pretty quick. Yeah, because they're <laughs> because they're not helping them. Right. Right. Nobody. <laughs> when you don't get treatment and you're dying, you die. You die. Yeah. Absolutely. And out you go. Yep. <sighs> well, there right. you go mother wow. Teresa, guys we just powered into a rant yeah it was a power rant yes it was and if you'd like to join that rant yeah. or respond to that rant, or rant right back at us then you can go to facebook.com slash tgi atheist absolutely or you can uh get your pencils ready you can write to us at podcast at thank god i'm atheist.com or leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. That's right. Uh, and don't forget that you can subscribe to us or, or leave us a one-time donation to help us in mm-hmm. in, in this uh, mission of ours Yep. by you- going to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on support. Yep. You can also, uh, you can also leave, you can, we've, we've, had, we've had a few new reviews on iTunes. Mm-hmm. It really helps us out if you go there and you just leave a review and you say... You know, things. Oh, by the way, shout out to uh, there's a guy on iTunes who wanted a shout out. What was his name? Cody. Anyway, hi Cody. There's your <laughs> shout out. You said you All wanted right. it. Thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for letting us use one of their tracks for our opening and closing music. And uh, thanks our to pre- all of you. Our, our prelude and postlude music. <laughs> and thanks for listening, guys. Just see you later. Okay, bye bye.